Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What is going on everybody? My name is Colour Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Weird News Wednesdays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the strangest news stories from around the world. We talk about the news that the real news is too afraid to talk about. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Me and Sean. How's it going? I'm good, Connor. I'll be honest. Uh, I'm on edge because I had technical issues before this where my headphones just stop working every so often, mm. which for doing a podcast where you're talking to someone, yeah. not ideal. I, what we're doing now is we're playing the podcast version of Russian Roulette. Yeah, where one of our conversations, I'm Connor's going to say something, I'm not going to hear it. And I'm just going to come come down on one side of the fence on that. I want you to come hard as well. I, I want you to go oh. for it. Whatever topic you're deciding on, I want you to come in. 100% agree, Connor. <laughs> I'm really against murder. Well, I'll tell you something now. When I cook a fucking cabbage, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Get really oddly specific. Try and lip read through Google Meet. It'll clearly go well. Um, so this is weird news show what do we do here you have spent the week gathering all of the weirdest news stories from around the world you're about to read them all out to me a man who has been too busy delivering hot takes on various topics to look at any weird news do you have any hot takes that you want to let us all in on before we start oh uh, (laughs) ABBA is fine (laughs) (laughs) a hot take can be wrong to be fair ABBA's fine at best that's all I want to say (laughs) that's that's one of your worst takes one of my worst takes (laughs) yes right Paddington Bear excellent weird that they got lumped in with the Queen yeah what's yeah. the deal with that what's the, there was a there's a jubilee thing and Paddington Bear also apparently Jeremy Clarkson's mam designed Panic Paddington Bear that's apparently what? a thing yeah apparently that's a thing that happened oh uh, right I've turned on Paddington no I'm, st- I'm still firmly in the Paddington camp he's just a very good bear <laughs> um, Sean we gotta start off weird news this week if you um, are kind and polite the world yes. will be right Connor. <laughs> And if you're kind of polite, you could give us a like and subscribe. Fucking well Whatever done, sir. podcast platform you're listening to this on, it would really help us out. But when we die, don't put us in weird images with a bear. Maybe just, no. Yeah. Maybe just with my family. Just, yeah, if anyone knows where my, fa- where my family is, that would be great. Because I have Send lost them. On. <laughs> Send me the deets. Um, so, Sean, we are starting this week. With a Chinese man who had a bit of a rough foul time. He had a, he had a rough journey. Um, okay. Look, he was going to pick some pine nuts and things happened and he ended up 300 kilometres away. As Chinese man rides on a hydrogen balloon to pick up pine nuts, ends up drifting 300 kilometres. Why is that the optimal way to pick up pine nuts? What the fuck? <laughs> A man who lost control of his hydrogen balloon while harvesting pine nuts in China has been found and rescued after landing in a forest two days later and more than 300 or 186 miles away from where he started. 
So I assume, okay, so he was using the balloon to get up in the trees to pick the nuts. Uh, yes, and but then the I, wind. Ultimately, I don't want to be. I don't want to tell this man how to do his job. You're not but a pilot. There are farmer, things. In, there are things called ladders. Um, think I, of the labour cost of a ladder, though. Let, let me uh, scenario. Here's how every ladder scenario goes: is that you pick up the ladder, you move yeah. it somewhere, you stretch it up to the second level. It's not high enough. You have to do it again. You climb up, pick four pine nuts or some shit. <laughs> Then you have to climb down, extend it even more, and then go back up and pick more pine nuts. And then when you get down and you pick it up, it's like all horizontal. And then when you swing around, you accidentally hit someone and knock them over. Oh, it's an absolute nightmare. You're trying to cross a busy highway, <laughs> and all these lads are trying to deliver glass behind you. <laughs> you don't know what's going on. Um, so the man surnamed Who has been working alongside a colleague, on, or had been working alongside a colleague on Sunday. Um, when they lost control of the balloon while his colleague jumped to safety wow. who missed his chance and drifted away <laughs> that's a very narrow window with the balloon where first of all bastard you're never talking to him again oh yeah but like at least i mean if two of them were in the balloon it'd be heavier and they might have landed sooner as well yeah, you so know. he's actually kind of, he's he, even more resentful. He sentenced him to death right there. So I can only assume. I he mean, cut all the sandbags of, off the side as well before he went. It's, it's one of those moments where you learn a lot about someone. Like, I think for the rest yeah. of their lives, there, there's just a look that he has from, like, in my time of need, you fucking left out with a balloon at the last second, didn't you? You didn't even care if I made it. it have, you just, a, have you ever read the book Touching the Void? No. Well, it's a very similar situation. These two men were mountain climbing, I believe, on Everest. Right. And Is this I, the movie 127 Hours? Because I've seen that. Well, it's quite similar, actually, because they fall down a crevasse and they're, like, tied together. And uh, one has to eat the other? No, he has to cut the rope to save himself oh. and leave his friend down. But his friend has survived halfway down the thing. I haven't read it in a while. I think both <laughs> men lived, I think. There's a thing this is the best. There's a thing about eating snow. I, you shouldn't if you eat t- snow. you tuned in this Saturday, we have our book club. It's our mm-hmm. exclusive first episode launching. <laughs> Sean talks about a book he read when he was 14 and has not touched since. And tries to remember the plot. I think there's a lad and he goes to magic school or some shit. Oh, that's so weird I was about to say Harry Potter. <laughs> it's the default book reference, I think. Of course. The, um, um, this there's also- some lad, there, there was a bunch of elves talking trees. Everyone was white. That's that's the, fucking that's set. I can't stress enough can't how stress white enough. everyone was. In my head, that's how it worked. And that's the only way I'll cast it, as far as I'm concerned. That's a, that's a little joke about the Lord of the Rings show. If you haven't been keeping up with the drama, then don't worry about it. Yeah, first of all, look, the casting and everything in that show is fine. That's the most expensive show ever made. I yeah. have, like, and I love Lord of the Rings. I'm not fucking keeping up with that. I couldn't give a no, shit. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot, it's like, it's, it, this isn't a movie or a TV show no, or a review show, but it's just, it's, it's, uh, what's the point? I'm just watching Game of Thrones, it's fine. Uh, Although anyway. people complain that elves all have to be white, just, it, it, they're an elf, they're, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, they're, like, if that if that's the problem you have with this world. <laughs> that, that is the line I draw, okay. Not the terrible Irish accents that all of those fucking not-hobbits have. Uh, also, <laughs> this story, right, with this balloon going haywire, this has unearthed something in me because I used to have a deep-seated fear of hang gliders because right. you're not in control. Where one gust of wind, you're 200 miles away. Oh. I, I couldn't wrap my head around that as a kid. So that like yeah. terrified me. So, so uh, But in my... I'm going to retort mm-hmm. and say there wouldn't really be a lot of situations mm-hmm. as a child that you would be put in that you'd say oh no I'm accidentally in a hang glider like I think it's something that you'd have to actively pursue that's true but what if I was in a situation where I had to hang glide like for <laughs> say say charity or something like that and <laughs> let's get the six year old boy I would know because I'd happily hang glide if I knew what was going to happen but the <laughs> fact that wind can just go we've all had a kite hit a tree I don't want that to be me in my head, you always had a kite in a tree. <laughs> I've, ne- I've consistently launched a kite and it's gone into a tree every time. Even in a field, no trees around, the string has snapped and it's gone into a tree. That's Yeah, that, that, that really does sum up my childhood, apparently. <laughs> um, he was not found until 9am on Tuesday. Um, <clears throat> once again, this was Sunday that he left. Yeah. Um, 
he was not found until 9am on Tuesday when after tracing his mobile phone signal a rescue team made up of more than 500 people from the local police and fire departments spotted his balloon stuck in a tree Sean no it, well, that doesn't justify anything I, I don't know I if say, that proves anything no. for you but <laughs> there you go. I'm still baffled by how balloon is the optimal way to collect pine nuts is that an industry it, it standard it, it just can't be can I, I, don't, I don't understand. I'm going to Google balloon pine nuts. This story is going to be the first thing to come up. Well, obviously. I mean, you should really just Google how to collect pine nuts. That's true. How to collect... Okay, dumb question, right? And I look, I want to ask this question. I don't want you to laugh. I don't want you to judge me. Okay, every, uh, but the listeners are also here. So we're just, let's just... Okay, we're all in this do, together. Do pine nuts definitely come from a pine tree? Or am I mistaken? Connor, have you? Has the audio cut out? Is that what's going on? <laughs> the, the headphones. Oh, the headphones. Okay, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so you're asking me, do pine nuts come from pine trees? I'm just saying, maybe there, yeah. maybe there's different sources of them, but apparently, no. I actually think they grow them like carrots. Oh, really? Like in the ground? Yeah. That I actually think that. Yeah. Well, if you, well, if you, is no, a nut isn't a well, an almond is a seed, and a nut, look, it's, I'm having a stroke. Uh, <laughs> Pine nuts Tank come from pine cones. Pine <laughs> <laughs> um, the title of my autobiography. They come from pine cones. So the easiest way is to lay them out and let them dry out on their own, apparently. Uh, so why is this man wait, in a so balloon? You just wait until they fall. I guess so. Because right. surely they'd have to fall, because otherwise they're fresh and like... No, he's, he's floating along in his balloon, picking them off. Why would he need a balloon to pick them up off the ground? How big is this balloon? Like, cause it, it has to be not very big to, to be get in a forest. He has to get in between trees and shit. <laughs> I feel like we're being crazy, but this is the stupidest way to collect pine nuts. How have they never... Fo- Why haven't they addressed in this article the way that this man chose <laughs> Look, to collect I, pine I'd nuts? I'd say we are missing something really obvious that's like, obviously that's how you do it, but... From my vantage point, it takes way more effort to fucking bring a balloon into the, the forest. The, the hydrogen cost alone <laughs> the hydrogen would fucking pine, negate your pinecone operation. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm looking. I found a picture of these lads doing the pinecone picking. Right. And what I have? Imagine the basket of a cherry picker. Right. Yeah. A big hydrogen balloon up top of them, yeah. floating them up, and then. They have a big pole that they use to get the pine nuts off the trees. I have a I have a counter suggestion. Go ahead. Stand on the ground, big pine nut cone, just poke it. Just poke it. Shake the tree really hard. Shake the tree really hard. Let a bull loose in the forest. Try a load of red like fabric around every tree. He'll wear the shit out of him and all the pine cones will fall. Walk three kilometres backwa- backwards up a hill. Take yeah. out a hang glider, hang no, glide into Connor. the no, forest, no, 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 no. and on your swing past, <laughs> big pole, <laughs> swing big. it. Or just baseball bats strike the tree. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you're hang gliding at the same time while oh, swinging yeah, yeah, the yeah. baseball bat. Yeah, you got two hands, don't you? <laughs> I've got two hands. Then you get stuck in the tree, and then it's a much yeah. simpler rescue operation. And then you got to get another hang glider to come, another baseball bat to hit you out of the tree. And then it's a terrible bridge of hang gliders all the way to the start of the mountain. And yeah. then someone just walks across those and gets you out. Bit of a stroll, bit of a stroll, and then pine nuts. Pine nuts. And all you have to do is sacrifice at least 50 people, and then you get all the pine nuts you want in that specific tree. How's your fucking cob salad taste now that you know how it was made? <laughs> Um, by the way, who told the newspaper? Um, I almost gave up. Thanks to the rescuers, otherwise I wouldn't be alive. Which, not great. When he says I almost gave up, he means jumping out with a fucking balloon, doesn't he? He probably does, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But he's in a tree. Why? Climb down the tree as well. Like, mm. eat, eat some pine nuts, why don't you? You know? Who told interviewers he had been cold and hungry during the ordeal? You don't say. However, <laughs> he was largely unharmed, suffering what were described as only minor injuries to his waist, which I could only assume was when the other lad pushed him out of fucking way. I was like, no, nah, fuck it, I'm going. <laughs> they were wrestling to try and see who could jump <laughs> off first. <laughs> the use of hydrogen or helium balloons to harvest pine nuts has become more common in China in recent years. Oh, here we go, okay. And there are occasionally reports of pickers being swept away, though not usually as far as Hugh. Um, 
In 2019, two men picking pine cones in China uh, reportedly lost control of the balloon and drifted 10 kilometers before oh. landing safely and being arrested for breaking aviation regulations. Gas. <laughs> now, lads, you shouldn't have been doing that in the first place. Come on now, lads. Feet on the ground. You know the rules. You can't leave the fucking ground. So wait, are these unsanctioned pine cone harvesters then? So, but what a terrible way to keep under, like, undercover. I'm going to pull out a giant fucking balloon and fill it with hydrogen and the police won't see me. Yeah. And like, where do you get these as a, like a, a civilian? Where do you get these massive balloons and gallons upon gallons of hydrogen? <laughs> hydrogen is so expensive, I can only assume. I mean, it sounds expensive, doesn't it? Like, that's what it, they it make sounds, bombs with. sounds smart. And that's how I know it's expensive. Uh, here's how I get put on the list. How much does hydrogen cost? <laughs> hydrogen costs around $16 per kilogram. So right. that's like $16 a litre. That's, that's a lot of fucking hydrogen you're going to need to, like, fuel. That's a, how, uh, your standard weather balloon. How, how big... <laughs> Is a weather balloon. Oh man, we're looking at the, the pure financial side of this business and how it just does not make any sense. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm going to need the volume of the balloon, please, Google. Vol- of course. But uh, 200 cubic feet. Right. So that's uh, his feet and kilos. It's a whole thing. It's a lot of money, is what I'm going to say. Uh, I think the math term is lots. Yeah. What's a heap of hydrogen cost? Lots. That's a heap. A heap. Fucking heap of hydrogen. (laughs) Think of hydrogen more. Think think of more than what you'd have. That's how much. Yeah, you'd want to make some amount of money harvesting the pine cones is all I'm trying to say. Just a big pole and a ladder and just set up the ladder, walk up up it, swing the pole, knock a few down, walk back down. Move the ladder three yards to the right. Repeat the process. Make friends with a squirrel. Get him to throw him down to you. <laughs> Get him in a balloon. <laughs> You're locked in on the balloon thing. <laughs> the balloon is locked in. We just need a different pilot. I've paid for the hydrogen already. <laughs> <laughs> I've got gallons of it. <laughs> it's not like helium. It doesn't make your voice funny. Just no, makes you it, dead. It just blow up. That's all it will do. So, oh man! It's like um, the, the Hindenburg. Was that the big one that exploded? That was the Hindenburg. Yeah, that you are correct. One. It's like this they is were, like the, not a lot is said about that, but they actually were picking pine nuts. Uh, oh really? Down. Really, yeah. man? Yeah. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> what? Too soon? <laughs> By the way, what do you? What does he say to his family? Like three days pass. Sunday to Tuesday. He just never comes home from work. And the guy's like, he flew away on the balloon. He could be anywhere. Like, the guy... But, yeah, the guy who escaped from the balloon, who jumped off, surely he told his family, like, what happened. Uh, Or did he, like... See, would you, though? Because he's so ashamed that he was like, oh, he said he was fleeing the country. Like, he's starting a new life. He wants nothing said, to do with you anymore. He said he doesn't love you anymore. Yeah, just he torch this man's life. He fucking hates you specifically, Jimmy. Right? Yeah. Little Jimmy. I fucking hate you. No, sorry. He hates you. He That's said you're I, his least favourite child. Not just his child, but any child in the world you're his least favourite. ever favorite. interacted with. Any child has been better than you. He, like, comes back through the door three days later. Like, family, I'm home. They're all just giving up the icy look. <laughs> <laughs> they just say they start inflating another balloon and like package him into it. It's like get the fucking. <laughs> um, oh man! So we're going to move on to our next piece of news, Sean. And I have the biggest piece of drama, some some hot goss, if oh. you will, um, coming out of the very exciting world of chess. Um, oh, because there's been rumours going around that the world of chess has been rocked by the biggest scandal in years. And it involves artificial intelligence and anal beads. (laughs) If you'd given me 100,000 guests, I would not have predicted where that headline was going. (laughs) There's no way that headline is going to pass my my eyes and not be put into this show. That's... 
the only way we're doing this. Because, like, I because they're, 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 look, first of all, there has been actual chess news as well. Uh, Go on. Grandmaster Magnus Carlsen was beaten by a 16-year-old prodigy. That's this, a whole, this is the story, Sean. Is this the story? This is the story. I just saw the headline. I didn't know about the anal beads. How do you know about Magnus Carlsen, world chess champion? He streams on Twitch every so often. Oh, okay. Uh, so last week, world chess champion Magnus Carlsen withdrew from a major tournament with a $350,000 prize money after his unexpected defeat by underdog Hans Nyman. Um, Norway's Carlsen announced his withdrawal in a cryptic tweet. Um, and what he tweeted was uh, that he is, like, he's leaving the competition, but then he tweeted a video of Portuguese soccer manager, Sean, I'm going to need you to bear with me. Go for it. Jose Marinho. Um, the, the special one. The, spe- <laughs> the special one. <laughs> yes. Um, is that all you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to go. Um, and Jose has a very famous video of him coming out after a match where a, vi- where a referee cheats him out of the game, or he feels like the referee has cheated him out. But yeah. He's not allowed to say anything because then you'll get in trouble with the, with the soccer authorities. Because they'll say you can't bring the game into disrepute. The incorruptible soccer authorities, of course. Of course, they've never accepted a bribe in their lives. <laughs> and so they're like, you're not allowed to say stuff. So he comes in and the interview's like, what do you think about that lay penalty? Jesus, it fucking really cost your team. It wasn't really a penalty, wasn't it? That? And Jose says, I prefer not to speak. If I speak, I'm in big trouble. Right? That's the quote. Saying a lot okay? without saying a lot there, Jose. So Magnus Carlsen, he tweets out this video stating that he was leaving the competition, leading to all sorts of drama, all sorts of goss. What could lead world champion, world famous, Sean, world famous. champion Magnus Carlsen, who a man who I just learned about four minutes ago, <laughs> to leave this competition? Um, other big names in the sport declared Nyman's play a bit sus is what they've said. Right. Um, Did they talk to Kasparov? Did they talk to Kasparov, Connor? No. (laughs) Suspicions were raised raised further when Nyman admitted to cheating twice previously. Chess.com issued a statement that it had banned Nyman from its site over his alleged cheating in the past. Interesting. Uh, Mm -hmm. Chess.com, the authority on chess as far as I'm concerned, by the way. Of course, I, I assumed. They, uh, they they let you play anyone and then they rank you and it, look it's sometimes a tumbling is all I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> How often have you been on chess.com? Every so often I'll just go on chess.com to see if I suddenly became a prodigy. Mm, I, I haven't. That's good. Scrabble is the one for me. Scrabble? Oh, Scrabble. no one would ever play Scrabble with me. See, I had the app on my phone that you like play other Oh, I remember this during lockdown. And, and I had like a 150 win streak. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then I just missed a day. I had like seven games going at once against seven other people. You had, because you were talking to me about this and you had created like characters and you hated them. Like you, you, you wanted to destroy them with Scrabble words. And you did and for so, the most part. And so I just, I, I played seven games at once for about six months. And then I, I think I lost one game to the guy who was like ranked second in the world and I just never played it again. That's fair. Always leave on near the, near the top. I, I was like 150 and one and I was like, nah, that's enough. I'm you good. left and you like went out I'm, to your family and you're just like, if I speak, I am in trouble. So. I'm in trouble. I'm not going to say it, but if I speak, I am in trouble. Um, so chess enthusiasts online have since gone on to speculate that Nyman's may have been cheating with computer assistance. And anal beads. See, again, it, it pops up in the story. You don't often want the anal beads to pop up, but here we are. Um, so, several of the tweeters, Sean, the old tweeters, uh, they have come out and they have said, currently obsessed with the notion that Hans Nyman had been cheating at the at the cup chest tournament using wireless anal beads that vibrate him the correct moves. No. <laughs> no, he wasn't, was he? <laughs> Um, chess fans speculated that anal beads could transmit messages Sorry from an accomplice Have they just decided that this is what he did? Is there yes. evidence to- <laughs> <laughs> Man accused of cheating I'd say there's something up his arse to be fair I, I mean, To be honest they've definitely accused 9 million people of this before And this oh, is the yeah. only time everyone's like wait fuck it You know what? 
could be the fucking Edelbeats. It's like it's it. Look, it's a theory. Like it, it technically would work. Edelbeat John says this about literally everything that ever happens. If but, there's one check that you, I can guarantee you, they don't do yeah. at the chess championships, <laughs> it's a strip search. So he might. Be, he might get away. To? Why would you need to? Surely. No one wants to win a chess that badly. I like the idea as well that this is a strategy he used on chess.com as well. Like he was just on his own. <laughs> like he's at home. He's at home. He, like he's controlling the button himself. And look, whatever makes you enjoy chess, go for it, says I. That sounds yeah. like a great experience. But I feel like if you're going to use it in the tournament, there's no need to use it at home. You can just chill out. Like you well, can you, cheat your own way. No, because you don't want to be. You you don't want to feel like you're doing something different at the tournament because you might if you're used to the vibrations that's it you, you want to keep them around you just need it like a, it needs to be like a, a, a sixth sense if you will because you don't want to be sitting there going ooh like every it's, time something happens no yeah absolutely or like when when the best move is like pawn to <laughs> E7 you don't you don't want to be looking so excited to make you such a banal move you don't want your battleship sunk I'll no. tell you that now oh he hardly uses it for battleships does he <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, you get that fucking, like, cruiser? Man, you're getting five buzzes after another. He literally can't get enough every game. (laughs) He He gets them all in a line. They're a pure straight line. (laughs) So it's constant. For no reason. (laughs) Going to play a game of five-a-side soccer, am I? Well, Jesus. Be the fucking Adel Bees, just in case I don't know what to do. Next. Get the ball. <laughs> Quick round of darts, fellas. Quick <laughs> <laughs> round of the playing pool. <laughs> um, however, it's unclear if Nyman could be beating the tournament's anti-cheating precautions, uh, which include a 15-minute delay in the broadcast of moves and radio frequency identification checks. <clears throat> okay. So... Apart from the ridiculous anal beads theory, people suspect that Nyman's got his hand hands on Carlson's game plan ahead of time, thereby anticipating his surprise opening. Chess is fucking bust. We need an update to chess. We need chess two at this point because the game is so optimized that you can you can play a whole game without ever t- like starting the game. Like, just studying moves and what people do mm. and all this kind of shit. That's what the game plans are. We've all seen Queen's Gambit, I'm aware. Uh, but they're like, they'll study past chess games and just be like, no, if you do this, you'll do this and you can bait them into this kind of a thing. Um, there's also, have you heard of Deep Blue? <laughs> no. It's not an anal bead brand, but it's a computer okay. that they made in the 90s to play chess against a human. Uh, okay. against Gary Kasparov who was a grandmaster world champion at the time and it got to the point that because uh, up until then no computer had ever beaten a human at chess and so Gary Kasparov like threw a fit at their match because he was like that computer is playing like a human and now you, you, we've gotten to the point with chess where it's that human is playing like a computer because computers are just better at chess it turns out uh, but but I can kick a computer. Oh, you can, Connor. Yeah. But can you... Like, if they're winning, I can just, like, give it a swift, swift kick in the side. But can you castle one, you know? Oh, can you oh, checkmate a computer? I, whew, well, I fucking... You know, I can turn it off, like... Yeah, well... Plug I, it out. a bit of a stalemate, so I would say. <laughs> if I plug it out, that's technically... I'm not cheating. I just tripped. Just had a little trip over the plug. Right, and are the anal beads in at the time, or is that like part of the... I put the anal beads in the computer for no reason, just Jesus. to vibrate the shine. right in the USB port. Just just right in, but I got it upside down first time around. <laughs> <laughs> I turned around. <laughs> that's, mad thing. that's an excellent bit to do with anal beads, like pretend you, you put it in the wrong way first. <laughs> What's happened um, to this show? We used to be nice. Oh. It used to be nice, um, but Sean, this is the this is what happened, right? Someone had a theory, and this is a good one, right? So right. their theory is actually even deeper than this, right? They take just like there's just general cheating. No, 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 no. The real answer is actually elementary. They say now that's oh. how you know it's a good one. Uh, Magnus cheats. He's always had anal beads up his own butt, <laughs> maybe for the past ten years. That's how he's been dominating the entire field of players. There's I mean, a slight dip during the time he played Caruana because he was so drunk he couldn't feel the vibrations, and he ended up losing the game. 
his team decided to turn up the vibrations to the max and that's how Magnus survived the, all the rest of his encounters. Right, it broke right? through the dun- drunken haze. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, recently Magnus realises ALB computer design he created had been stolen but he couldn't come clean about cheating so he drummed up the excuse of being bored so he wouldn't lose the world championships who he right. suspects to Nepo he's, Nepo stolen the design after being humiliated in the prior contest Sean interesting it all starting to make sense so in a way if Magnus did speak up about this he yeah. would be in trouble if I speak I am in trouble was actually a double bluff you it's think a- he's talking about there's been wrongdoing on the far side but he would literally be in trouble I mean this is the real game of chess now isn't it like it's, it's who's who's going to out anal beat who <laughs> Little did he know the real thief was the cocky supervillain Hans. Hans employed the ALB tactic against Magnus. Being new to use the device, however, Hans didn't know that the signals he sent from his beads interfered with Magnus's device. So, I mean... They're on the same frequency. feels unprompted vibrations, starts making some wrong choices, and that's how the other guy wins. It, look, it's a... It, it's an airtight theory. Mm. The, the one caveat to this being true is if anal beads are in use, because if not, it's lunacy. <laughs> but if the anal beads are the key to winning a chess tournament, yeah. <clears throat> then that, that that's airtight. There's no flaws no, in that whatsoever. Nyman, I will say, has vehemently denied that he cheated against Carlson. And even Did he so specifically far, deny... Having anal beads in. He said he would go so far as to play fully naked to prove the fact. I mean, it's a step in the right direction, but like, depending on commitment, there could be a lot of, you know, there could be a lot of stuff up there. Is all I'm so saying. among the 10 players participating in this particular cup, Nyman was the lowest rated and the least likely to defeat the world champion oh. who was on a two-year unbeaten streak. He has So, been. you know, he's the rookie. He's the rookie outsider underdog and he's after beating the world champ. This is... It's unprecedented. Uh, <laughs> it's a scandal like no other I've seen. It's true, but it's a very low... Like, big picture... It's a low stakes scandal, to be fair. Would you stop? This is that's that's perfect for this show, Sean. I want high I want low stakes in the most ridiculous way. You want low stakes but high risk. Like Yes. Yeah. I, I want the story that everyone takes really, really seriously, but ultimately is dumb as fuck. The I think, right. First of all, th- this kid I, I I feel bad that Twitter has just decided now he's a cheater and this is exactly how he did it. Yeah. But also he needs to lean like he needs to create a character out of it and lean into like the villain arc. And I just, think you're thinking of wrestling. Maybe I am. No, mm. you know who I'm thinking of is Maximilian Pegasus from Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> it's exactly the same as Pegasus from Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> In what way? He's got an eye that can see through other people's oh, cards. He has, he has a few things in particular. Right, few few sockets filled. Oh, with, you me. know, jizz, yeah. that's, yes, uh, that's <laughs> and that that's an ancient Egyptian artifact yeah. that lets him see through cards. Mm. Uh, and this I guy, seeing Yu-Gi-Oh, by the way, this is all completely true. He's making perfect sense here. This is the first like twelve episodes as yeah, well. Yeah, it's yeah, ridiculous. You solved this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this man has a millennium anal beads in his <laughs> in his bum. And they let him see the chess future. And the future of chess is bright, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) It's dark in there, but it's bright on the outside. Look, uh, from all darkness comes a light, Connor. (laughs) From every tunnel has an exit, you know what I mean? Oh, Jez, it does. We all know that. (laughs) Okay, you just need to look hard enough. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that scandal is going on in the chess world, Sean, just just to let everyone know. Um, I'll keep you updated if there's any further updates. Please do. Obviously... Magnus has now come out and said if he speaks, he's in trouble. So, we don't know. Maybe there's nothing to it. Maybe it's just a kid who beat the world champ on a fluke. But he just got lucky. And, maybe. and this could be the champ just sour grapes. And I think the problem is, though, sour grapes is when you go, oh, he's a dickhead. Oh, he got lucky. And I, I, yeah. I don't mind that, right? I don't, like, I don't mind saltiness in sports or sore losers because it's more funny. 
and also happens in every single sport. I've never seen somebody come out and be like, anal beads. It's the only logical way to do it. Guys. The sleepless nights being like, how did he manage it? Like, Just saying, oh, he's a fucking lucky prick and kick the shit out of him next time. Play yeah. another 99 times, I'll beat him 99 times in a row. That's all you have to do. You can be salty in that way. Yeah, you yeah. You don't need to. But you don't, you, like, you don't need to fucking put anal beads in the man. Like... <laughs> Not that Magnus. Don't want to put that on a man. Don't want to put that on. Like it's 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 a whole. You can just say, "Oh, I had a bad day. He had a good day." That can be how it ends, you know. Yeah, but he's after pulling out the competition now. Just don't pull it out too quickly. Is all I'm saying. Whoa, whoa, jeez! It's like like starting a lawnmower. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think it makes the USB sound? It, it gives you a warning for not removing it safely. You gotta go through it and say remove device. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, we're moving on, Sean, to our next piece of news. This is a small one, but it might change the way, you know, you're seeing food, seeing life. Oh. This is a new invention that I thought I thought you might like to hear about. Alright. Um, Hit me with Spoons and bowls that oh. use electricity to make food taste saltier are to go on sale in twenty twenty three. Fuck this. This is the worst thing I've ever fucking what heard What are you of. talking about? Energy crisis, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, everyone maybe maybe eating a little bit healthier. Use salt! <laughs> Sorry. Use salt, people. Just use salt. But what if, but what if you, salt is not healthy? What if you want the taste of salt? Low sodium salt. salt. Low what? sodium salt. Last April, um, there was a report that they had the development of chopsticks that can make food taste saltier without actually adding any salt. At that time, the developers at the university um, suggested similar technology could be applied to spoons and bowls. And they clearly wasted no time doing so because we now have the spoon and the bowl. Who's funding this? Like, why Why is this where our scientific efforts are being diverted to? The world is on fire, but fuck me do we have salty food from now on, lads. Jez, how many wine gums will fit in this goose? What's going on here? <laughs> this new tableware uses a simple, mild electrical current to enhance the salty flavours of food. This works by passing a specific wavelength of electricity from the surface of the utensil to the food, which keys into the ions, such as sodium chloride, that triggers our sense of saltiness. I hate this so much. What are you talking about? I thought you'd be amazed. This isn't going to be a device for the people either, Connor. All right? This is gonna, it's going to be wankers in, like, restaurants who are have more money than God. I just want to fucking taste something different and feel something for once in their lives. That's who is going to have these bowls and spoons. So what happens is you pick up the food, whatever it is, rice, right? You haven't yeah. probably salt on the rice, right? I don't, know. I don't salt my rice anyway, maybe because I know you wouldn't, but maybe you want saltier rice when you taste it, right? So you have a bowl of rice, you pick it up with the spoon, okay? Hey, okay, um, I'm still with you. And the rice is bland, plain and simple, right? Just plain, plain rice. rice right? okay. I was trying to pick something that was just no taste. The, the the electricity wave wave goes wavelength goes into the rice when you right. pick it up on the spoon, and what it does is it brings out the ions such as sodium chloride, and in doing so, these ions get all bunched together. So then, when you put it in your mouth and they touch your tongue, the salty taste that isn't actually there exists on your tongue, and therefore it tastes saltier. What if it's too salty? What do you do then? What if your spoon runs out of battery mid-meal and it just changes the whole fucking experience? What's the bowl doing in this scenario? The bowl is also vibrating. Why? <laughs> if, the spoon, if the spoon is capable of making food salty, why does the bowl need to vibrate as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, you're not answering spoon, me, Connor. Well, look, I'm trying to find the answer, Sean. Spoons and bowls had ample space to fit a battery and also increased the range of applicable foods to be enjoyed, such as soups and curry. Ever had a soup, Todd? Maybe a bit more salt? Yeah, I put salt in it. Hand. You go by the hand. Maybe you're in a field. No salt. I would have pre-salted my soup if I was taking it out I've got a lovely big bowl that vibrates the salt into it. I don't need to go look in the press. You can just eat stuff without salt as well. I hope people... Like, you can just... Like, it's fine. It's not going to kill you. Get over yourself. But what if my bowl could vibrate the salt into it? That'd be cool, wouldn't it? No, it wouldn't. Because, like... 
I, I, oh, oh, but you're not bringing a bowl that vibrates out into a field and you have to plug a 9-volt battery into the bottom of it. How do you oh, wash yeah. this? How do you wash these things? Dishwasher. Throw, you're, you want to throw that into a dishwasher? <laughs> Blow the house up. Just, yeah, you're going you're gonna to make a hydrogen bomb is what's going to happen because it's going it to vibrate the water molecules. taste 1.5 times saltier. That's who? How do you scale that? That's a 150% <laughs> saltier rating. Use a tiny bit of salt then, why not? <laughs> I hate this. I hate this so much. I thought this was going to be the greatest invention of the 21st century and you've shat on it. Yeah, and rightly so. And what are you talking about? The, fo- the pine nut balloon is a better invention than this yoke. That's a bit harsh. No, nope. that is a bit harsh. Stand by it. I that absolutely is, stand by it. That's the worst it. invention of the 21st century. This is the no. best invention of the 21st century. No, just like just use a normal spoon. Use a normal bowl. Eat food. Die. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, you sound like my therapist. <laughs> yeah, you need to get a new therapist, my friend. Yes. <laughs> the man on the street. <laughs> yeah, just someone who shouts at you on your way home. Eat food, die. <laughs> Thanks, Tommy. You needed that today. <laughs> fair play to you, lad. Fair play to you. Um, so you're you're against the the salt and spoon bowl. Yeah, I'm on the fence. I, I think you're, I think I can convince you. I, think I can convince you. Um, so I'll give you some of the comments, Sean. Maybe this will turn you around. Maybe amazing technology. Wrong. This is good news for people with dietary restrictions. Can I just shock my brain into thinking I'm not hungry? Okay, look, See, that's not a fucking solution. That's another problem. Okay, uh, I don't like that attitude. No, no, cause, yeah, and like also, like you look, there look, there are low sodium alternatives. Also, just eat stuff without salt in it. Like, because the, the dietary restrictions are going to affect you in restaurants and stuff like that as well. Yeah. But they're not going to make a batch of food without any salt in it, but they serve it in the special bowls. Yeah. They're going to make the same batch of food anyway. And you can just you'll still have to good, deal with it. But that spoon is pretty big. I hope they can make it smaller. This strong. is my other concern, right? Because I'm very concerned about spoon ergonomics. Because, <laughs> no, legitimately, one. Sometimes a spoon is wrong and you just know it's wrong. Spoon is too big. Spoon's too big, spoon's too small, spoon wrong shape, spoon too long, spoon too short. <laughs> but, we have one spoon in our house that's perfect. Yeah, the yeah. The other ones are a bit big. <laughs> we have, uh, we used to have a full set of perfect spoons. Now we're down to about two after various moves. Risky. So it's tough. Risky business. It is tough now. Um, but then also, do you remember like the McFlurry spoons, like the massive ones? Yeah. I feel like that's what this is going to be. And it's going to be heavy because there's two fucking double A batteries inside of it. I'm sure someone who licked nine volt batteries as a kid came up with this. Yep, I absolutely <laughs> did that as well. And it's not fun, let me tell you. I wonder if this technology can be used towards eating in VR. In virtual reality. I, I, I know what VR means. <laughs> I was explaining for the others, Sean, for God's sake. That doesn't make any sense, though, because you would just be eating air. And getting shocked. Yeah. <laughs> but getting no nutrients. People will literally die from that. <laughs> Humans I are did, idiots. I, I'm pretty positive that's a horror movie I've seen. That that's a Black Mirror on. episode. Yeah, they got like hooked into VR and then they just eat nothing but the salty air. Yeah, and then it cuts back and they're like wasting away in their gamer yeah. chair. All the RGB lighting. Someone said, on. how do you wash it? And then finally yeah. they said, that's interesting. I hope they sell it. I won't buy it. <laughs> Like, market price for that has to be over 100 quid oh, per easy. Item. Like, and then, you this, see, maybe I'm jaded, right? Yeah, yeah. Which might not have come across in this conversation. I don't think quite. it has. But they're going to they're gonna do a subscription bowl and spoon. Like, it's going to be a monthly subscription that you pay for to, to get your bowl and spoon to work and to vibrate differently. <laughs> Vibrate different. Now, in my, look, it might help you cheat with chess. That's fine, but <laughs> you can find the two together. You're laughing. <laughs> You're vibrating at both ends at that point. Like. <laughs> You're in the middle of a game. I might stop for a bit of rice. Can I stop? I have a 15 minute break. Suddenly, I know all the moves. What if you have like salty cocoa pops? That's gonna that's gonna ruin your day. It's not gonna. Be- well, obviously, you only use it for the stuff that you need salt on, lad. Did you just say that? Like, just get salt for that stuff then. There's yeah, a reason. Like, we were fine. We were fine without this for so long. 
<laughs> We've been grand. Food was mastered years ago. I love the idea, ago. by the way, that in this scenario, me and you have both gone onto Dragon's Den and this is our product. <laughs> you're really against it. And you're just trying really hard to sell it to them. And but you're on my team. They're just looking at us. <laughs> That's where I'm, I'm having a breakdown. We're going to give you 10% for 500 million. Why? You're fucking idiots. You're wasting your money. You're killing everyone. <laughs> We're moving on to our next piece of news, Sean. And we are going to Florida. As a Florida woman who gets pulled over uh, tells deputy, you sound like my ballet coach. Um, as okay. she begins to dance. Okay. In, mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Uh, let's go with it. Um, a Madeira Beach woman ended up in handcuffs after trying to impress a county deputy with pirouettes during a field sobriety test following a car crash. According to an arrest report, Amy Harrington... Hang on. Amy's got to have some Irish in her somewhere. Has Amy Harrington? Be. Amy Harrington. Like... Yeah. Northern Irish, maybe you know, yeah, Paul Harrington. Amy Harrington. Yeah, yeah. She had rear-ended another vehicle along Gulf Boulevard shortly before ten thirty p.m. Okay, deputy, in the evening. In the evening, a deputy responding to the crash said Harrington had slurred speech, glassy eyes, and was unsteady on her feet. The affidavit also states that the deputy smelled alcohol at Harrington, who refused to provide a breath test, which still confuses me why they're allowed just refuse. I mean. Yeah, I suppose if it's required and you're like nothing to hide, I suppose. Uh, mm. Could you refuse one? Because I think the way it happens is that if you refuse it, they'd bring you to like the station and test your blood, I think is how they Oh, maybe, it. yeah, maybe something like that. Um, in body camera video, the deputy can be heard giving Harrington explicit instructions to walk along the yellow line. When asked if she understood the directions, Harrington said, Pfft. Yes, but added that she thought the deputy's instructions were ridiculous. Um, the the video then shows Harrington using a tra- yeah, yellow traffic light as a stage as she performs a one-woman dance show <laughs> ranging from ballet to an Irish jig. There we go. That, Told that, you. That's our jig. You call that straight away. Fair play. Amy bud. Harrington. <laughs> Has to be. However, the deputy giving her the field sobriety test was not amused. When deputy asked Harrington again to walk along the yellow line, she threw her hands up, said, Oh my God, you sound like my fucking ballet coach, before breaking into another dance. (laughs) It's a bold move because there's a lot of coordination required for a dance. So you're really yeah. gonna like let let them know if you're drunk, like if you mess up but that see, pirouette. You say that, but I don't know if there's a lot of coordination to drunk dancing. Not to drunk dancing, but she's not drunk, Connor. Oh, as sorry. We've established. Yeah, but in I would say if she is drunk, I think dancing is a lot smoother a transition than walking in a straight line. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Not that I would know, but absolutely. Uh, Amy Harrington gave deputies quite the performance um, as she was started doing the Irish jig again. And then she started doing hip hop dances. And basically the officers are just looking her at her while she breaks into all of these dances. Did you ever do Irish dancing in school? No. We had to do it for a while. No uh, way. Yeah, I did Irish dancing. Also once in PE, we learned the, the soldier boy dance. Uh <laughs> And the dance from Thriller. <laughs> what a combo. What a, it's a, your classic one-two on a night out, you know. Yeah, well, like, you got to hit them with the soldier boy. And then you're like, I'm losing them. Bit of Thriller. <laughs> God, it's getting a bit spooky in here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what was your soldier boy dance like? Oh, it was a lot of just shuffling and then you do the Superman, of course. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was a lot of Superman, mostly. It's a lot, mostly Superman. If yeah. I remember one dance move from the Soldier Boy dance, Superman. Isn't that it? <laughs> it's the only move. It's a lot of it, but you have to transition between Supermen, you know, you can't just be Superman <laughs> in the whole time you'll yeah, get dizzy. you got to be Clark Kent sometimes. Yeah, you got yeah, 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 to dress down, you know, you got to be in your civvies for <laughs> so a bit. Glass, glasses on, you got to work for the fucking Gillette. The Daily Planet, you got to pick whatever news story you like. Oh, fuck, I could update my Soldier Boy dance to where, like, I'm dancing, right? And then I take off yeah. my glasses, then I do the Superman. Oh, oh, oh that'll oh. work. That'll work on a night out. Do you now. know what amuses me? There's people listening to this who don't know who Soldier Boy is. That's wild. Like, Soldier Boy, biggest artist of the early 2000s. Of 2005. Yeah, yeah, I think you'll agree. Uh, around about the time of, like, you know, where movies could do CGI but really shouldn't have. That's yeah. when Soldier Boy was at his peak. He came out, he did Superman, then he left. 
And I think he probably did other things, but I mean, he he made Bank off that and then he just said, I'll talk to you after. I mean, he made Superman money at that point. <laughs> at that point. Soldier um, boy, tell him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, when asked if there was any reason that she could not follow instructions, Harrington replied with, because you sound like my fucking ballet coach again. She could also be heard saying, I just want to go home, dude. It is safe for me to go home. Please, I'm begging you. And then she says the magic words. If you're going to arrest me, just do it now then. (laughs) I mean, and then they arrested her, right? (laughs) They arrested her almost immediately after she said those words. Yeah, yeah, that'll do it. Like, don't drive drunk though. Is the is is the moral of the story? Would you or like be to know a better how dancer? long she was dancing for? I want to say two minutes. Eight minutes. Oh, she was dancing. <laughs> oh, that's too many minutes. That's a lot of patience on behalf of the police officers. I, I mean, I like eight minutes of dancing is a lot as well. I mean, you'd, you'd be blown up. Like the but like, I'm trying to think of the equivalent. Like, say we got pulled over and mm. we were both hammered. And while doing the sobriety test, we just started doing an episode of Weird News. Do you think that would work? <laughs> I think that would get us the death penalty. <laughs> <laughs> and then we look, we look over and it's like one of the listeners is the cop. And it's like, oh, great. Oh, this is perfect. You're still Take arrested. Away, boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Throw in a key. Delete their Podbean account. No! Not the Podbean account. Take my family. I don't even like them. Leave the Podbean account. Um, We're finishing off this week, Sean, with a Florida man who... He had an adventure. And this isn't Florida man being dumb. This is Florida man having a journey. Um, A spiritual journey? Florida man has arm ripped off by alligator, then gets lost in the swab for three nights, survives. No, he fucking didn't. What? <laughs> Did. Eric Murda didn't see the eyes gliding toward him as he swam across a Florida lake last month. Not until it was too late. Sean. Why would you get in the river or in water in Florida at all? So. On the afternoon, Murda, who owns a business installing and maintaining residential sprinkler systems, had travelled from Palmetto to Parish to shut off a system that had gone haywire. It took about 15 minutes. After he finishes, Murda decides to have some time. He has some time in his hands. So that afternoon, and decided to drive south into the country. Mm-hmm. On a lark, he turned down a dirt road he'd never been, and they decided to take a walk in the woods. At first... It was good fun, Sean. It was, it was pretty fun. It's, yeah, but already I'm like, you've made so many poor decisions up to this He'd point. He left his cell phone in his of pickup course. truck. Why? soon got lost. Why would you do that? That's rule one if you're in a strange location. This is the star of every horror movie. Yeah. After a few hours of wrangling vines, grappling with bushes and losing battles to torrents, he said he was cut from head to toe, thirsty and exhausted. Um, but he couldn't find his way back to his truck. I was about to say, would he not just go home? But he couldn't find his way back, Sean. He was lost. He's lost in a strange place with no phone, no food, no water, no light source. So he's desperate by the time he reaches Lake Manatee. Murda knows that there are alligators in the nearly two in, in the nearly twelve hundred acre reservoir, and the smart play was to walk around the reservoir. But <laughs> But he didn't want to fight through the foliage again. <laughs> He'd been cut too many times. He thought he would just hop into this, you know, maybe clean water with all of his cuts and swim his way home. <laughs> That's the perfect crime. I crossed water to get here. I'm going to cross water to get back to my truck. It's the obvious play. Um, it was dusk at this point, and Murda, who was getting increasingly desperate, decided to swim for it, taking his fight his way back to the dirt road once he did. Okay, right. Not the best plan, but it's a plan nonetheless, so let's hear him out. Murda thought it would take about 15 minutes to cross what he estimated was about a half a mile of water full of alligators. Jesus Christ, man. 
I'm all for being confident in yourself, but you must know it's a death sentence. At some point, well beyond that mark, well beyond the 15 minutes he thought it would take, Murder knew he was in trouble. Since they were weighing him down, he stripped off his clothes, work boots, pants and a long-sleeved shirt. No need for them. No. Now naked, he started swimming, swimming the backstroke. <laughs> Why would you backstroke <laughs> across the alligator lake? <laughs> then, <laughs> Florida man. Then he got a feeling that something was, wasn't right. He looked over and saw a pair of beady eyes coming right at him, and knew exactly what that meant. He tried to swim away, but he lost that race after 25 minutes of already swimming. Jesus. So he he tried to out... Was he still doing the backstroke when he tried to swim away? I I like the idea that he is. No, he started doing the butterfly. (laughs) He's having a nice relaxing swim. She, she grabbed my forearm from the outside and snapped it back, Merla said. When he wrapped his left arm around it, the gator forced him under the water. It tried to drown me a few times. Three times we went under. Three times I popped back up. Then I got dragged under again. I had an arm around the gator. The gator had its mouth on my other arm. And I just kicked, kicked, kicked <laughs> repeatedly. <laughs> Just kicking the shit out of this alligator. When Murda made it back to the surface a third time, that's when the gator did the death roll yeah. and took off my arm. Just ripped it out of its fucking socket. It. Yes. That's horrifying. Um, he took off with his arm as well. So having lost an arm, but he also lost the alligator as the alligator had caught what it came for. Had a bit of a um, snack and decided, no, that's um, enough for me now. Murder made his way to the shore where he slept as much as he could in marshlands where he went to bed. He just... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking... Uh, yeah. What a tough old day. <laughs> Jez, I'll I'll think about this in the morning. It's too much right now. I'd say that'll hurt now in the morning, but at the minute now I'm just exhausted. I'm wrecked, so I am. I always feel better after a sleep. (laughs) At some point he said his arms stopped bleeding. (laughs) But was he like trying to like staunch it or like stop the... What a Um, a lunatic. The the next morning he found dry ground and a tree. He climbed it, despite his once dominant right arm being reduced to a nub of exposed bone, mangled flesh and a constant source of pain he spent the next several hours shouting at passing airplanes what? sorry what are you what sorry, are you like, come on what is this plan this plan is that you're going to climb a tree and shout at airplanes um, I, just, I feel like they might not hear you is the next paragraph that it worked though like no one noticed oh okay <laughs> Now I'm back on your side, Connor. <laughs> Eventually, he realised he'd have to save himself. I've got to get going, he said, adding, you can't sit around forever. <laughs> Just <laughs> this man giving, like, Forrest Gump-style wisdom while his <laughs> arm is bleeding out. By the late afternoon, Murda ended up back at the lake where he'd lost his arm. <laughs> Lad. <laughs> How is he still walking around at this point? <laughs> he tried to stay as close to shore as possible, but the overgrowth sometimes forced him into chest-deep water as he tried to work his way around the lake's edge. He's still going into the water. You couldn't pay me to go in at that point. At one point, he spotted something about 200 feet behind him, repeatedly popping up above and disappearing into the water. Alligator eyes. It scared the living daylights out of me, he said. This time, he escaped. Just barely. Just barely. And then, like, the hand, his hand comes up and, like, waves goodbye to him from the lake. (laughs) As they went, Murder found some concrete structures which gave him respite from the swampy marshlands. He got as comfortable as possible and had another sleep. Another sleep, why not? Um, Murda spent much of the next two days sleeping, eating a few semi-tasty flowers and cupping his hand to filter as much dirt out of the marsh water as possible before drinking it. I mean, at that point you got to take the risk, but still, Jesus, that's grim. No wonder he's so sleepy. He's drinking all this dirt. He kept got all that E. coli inside him. <laughs> he kept trying to find help, even though moving through the marshland was difficult. The ground tore up his bare feet. Remember, he's naked, Sean. I forgot um, he was naked. 
making every little half step hurt he had to fight through tall grass all well naked thick foliage stimmied navigation and murder believes he was walking in circles a good chunk of the time Um, he used telephone poles to orient orient himself and of course there was his arm which started attracting flies (laughs) oh because it's decaying yeah Um, Mm. the pain at this point from Florida man was absolutely excruciating. I mean, I didn't stop screaming <laughs> the whole three days. <laughs> screaming. It, but in between screaming, I would take a lovely little nap and everything would be fine. <laughs> I'm having scream, 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 sleep, 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 scream, scream, scream. Um, I had a board sticking out of my arm, he said, and I was using my nub to push brush aside to get through it. I had to. you got to survive, man. Um, the fourth day started out with more grass more swamp battered and weakened murder didn't move much when he did he grabbed branches and dragged himself across the ground much of which contained thorns remember he's naked fully naked more more flies started buzzing around and he waited to see some vultures basically take him yeah I was gonna say like they must be circling like they know what's coming but then Sean three days in fourth day of this adventure Florida man has had he comes across an old beer bottle sometime in the afternoon people didn't stray far from beaten paths in the Florida swampland murder thought other than him yeah he's the exception one was close the ground also started to get drier he finally spotted a fence and a man the first person he'd seen in more than 72 hours from about 20 feet away Murdy yelled to the guy, who didn't seem to hear him. He was he was actually a pilot. Um, <laughs> instead of reacting to murder, he walked towards the driver's side of his pickup. Oh, hell no. That's not happening, murder recalled thinking. He sprang to life and hustled to the fence. The easiest walk I had in three days. A naked man with one arm and a bone popping out of it. Covered in blood and flies. And cuts and, and bruises. And shit. Running um, out of Florida marshland screaming <laughs> at you. The man who was part of a group came to murder and stayed with him as someone with him called for help. He waited until paramedics arrived in a helicopter about 20 minutes later and flew him to a hospital. He recovered for three weeks and nearly Jesus. two months after the attack, he's still getting back to life. Man. That's a, like, fucking indomitable human spirit story right there. Just keeps Florida going. Man. Like, that's a Florida man who, look, the only thing he did wrong was everything in terms of mm. where he went and how he prepared to go. And yeah. they didn't tell anyone he was going. But he fucking got out of it, didn't he? He said at the very end, Sean, I had a choice. Do or die, man. I just couldn't find a reason to give up. That's what kept me alive. But there were no guarantees, man. There's no guarantees out there at all. <laughs> like, this man installs sprinklers for a living. Like, he's not <laughs> he just, trained or built for this at all. He's not bare grills, but, like, no. he, he did it. He did it. And hopefully he never has to do it again. Because uh, he's it's only got a, one See, hour. we never get Florida, man, being, like, uh, an idiot, but also a fucking hero. It's a, it's a, it's a story about like survival like it's not about oh Florida man did something weird it's like no Florida man fucking survived this this terrible I'm thing I'm positive this could be a movie I think I think so I think it absolutely mm. could be who are we thinking who are we thinking for the role James of James Franco man? again James Franco again you don't think what about Dave Franco we give him a turn we'll get one of Dave Franco's arms off yeah because yeah. yeah, yeah. I think Good Dave team. is more hireable at the minute as well so <laughs> Sean, I think that's it for Weird News this week. What a week of Weird News, Connor. Would you like me to take us out? Yeah, sure, why not? Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Weird News Wednesday. We'll be back on Friday with Hero or Zero, Monday with Movie Mondays, and next Wednesday with another episode of Weird News Wednesdays. Big thank you to everyone over on Patreon who continues to support the show month on month. We couldn't do it without you guys, and we thank you very much. Shoutouts, of course... Go to Roisin Chunky Loves Palmer, Joe Burney, Ryan Technically Fine Evanson, Waffles Loves You and Hopes You Have a Good Day, David Clark, Sean Chuckling the Wash and It'll Be Grand Jameson, Dominic, Anna Helmroos, Lil Dicky, Funny Observation McGrew, Danny McLaughlin, The Fabulous Frogman, Sam, Michelle Brown, Michaela Doughty, Sackman41 and Buster. 
Thanks everyone for the support. You're absolutely amazing humans. If you want to join those fine people, head on over to the Patreon links below. There is other ways to support the show. Then there's the merch store here is for hire.ie forward slash shop. Twitter is at Heroes for Hire Pod. The four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Divilman's Discussion Group. Instagram is Heroes for Hire Podcast. And the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I've been Connor Lawley. I've been Sean Meehan. See you on next week, Bye. Bye. 